0: to another exciting episode of Thriller Coin Talk. Today is August 15th, 2018. It's a a beautiful day in the markets today. It's up. It's in the green. Um, I hope you bought some Bitcoin yesterday. It was at a a very discounted price. (laughs) So today uh, we're looking at everything and the charts look pretty amazing. Uh, For the most part, Bitcoin is up. We've got Ethereum back up. Uh, We got uh, Stellar back up as well. It's kind of a battle taking place between EOS and Stellar. So you can tell like they're going back and forth between fifth and sixth rankings. So it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to shake out for the rest of the week. Um, So I read some interesting news yesterday. Uh, Stellar X, as you know, is a user-friendly peer-to-peer marketplace uh, where free and lists free every asset class imaginable. Crypto, fiat, bonds, commodities, and more. Stellar X will be open to the public this summer. Um, it's very interesting exchange or decentralized exchange at that. And trades happen directly between traders, no middlemen, no miners. You don't even have to worry about your own um, private keys because you have total control over it. And one of the great things about it is it gonna, it's going to settle everything in seconds. It's all built on Stellar Network. And it's going to be a gold mine for different types of on and off ramps of different fiat currencies. Um, Really looking forward to it. They released an interesting um, medium article yesterday where they discussed why you shouldn't ICO on Ethereum. And this caught a lot of people by surprise. A lot of people weren't happy about it. Uh, Basically, the article, kind of of to sum it up, they just wanted to share a research project on Ethereum. Um, And it's an open secret, of course, that it's simply the wrong platform for most of the stuff being built on top of it. Um, it's, not, it's not that it's not a bad technology. I love Ethereum. We all love Ethereum. It's just that when it comes to payments and that kind of ecosystem, it's just not quite up to scale. Um, and they basically go through the whole distributed computer program and talk about its early foundation and how the amount of money that it's going to take in gas is just not sufficient enough for real-time settlement. And uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. I thought it was very interesting, pretty fair for the most part. Um, but yeah, it was coming from the Stellar X Medium blog, and they wanted to get that out. One other interesting thing that I read yesterday was um, Square. So we we know that I love Square. I think it's probably one of the um, one of the greatest uh, Bitcoin apps that we have, you know, available to us these days. It originally launched back in November of last year, just kind of a slow war- rollout. Um, I immediately jumped on it. We talked about it on the podcast. We did a whole episode on it, frankly. Um, it was awesome. You just buy Bitcoin. It works perfect. They've now since rolled out to off at these states. So they're in every state, including New York as well. And um, what's interesting is Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Square and Twitter, of course, is... Um, He's bullish, man. He is bullish on Bitcoin, and I love it. Um, And a lot of people don't realize this, and this is something that I've always kind of been really good at, is just seeing stuff happen before it happens. Um, I I take pride in the fact that I can see this happen. And some of it's no-brainer stuff. I just think a lot of people aren't thinking about it as much as I am. (laughs) And honestly, I, I feel like I think about this stuff just because I have a podcast. So I'm constantly looking at this news. I'm constantly looking at the whole market and trying to get a good gauge of where it's going. I really believe uh, Square is probably an update away. Wouldn't it wouldn't be surprising if they're already working on something that's going to roll Bitcoin out to all of the merchants. I've said this in past episodes, but just uh, think of a world, uh, especially here in Austin. There's tons of you know businesses, small businesses, medium-sized businesses that accept Square, Just think about it like this. I I go to a local business here in Austin, say I want to get a cup of coffee, um, and all I have is 30, 50 bucks in Bitcoin. I have my debit card attached to my Square wallet. Um, Of course, I have the Square debit card, and I left my debit card at home for whatever reason, left my credit cards at home. All I have is my phone, and I want to pay them in um, in Bitcoin just because they give me a 10% off. My coffee. If I do so, I go to to the coffee place. I say, "How much is it going to be?" They say .001 Bitcoin. I go ahead and tap it, pay the .001 Bitcoin. It comes out of my Square Bitcoin wallet. Boom! I'm done. Walk out. Now, how simple is that? Now, of course, they're going to need their own Lightning network setup. Um, that whole side chain is going to have to be built at an infrastructure level. It's just the way it is, unfortunately, I know a lot of people hate on that, but that's a totally different topic for a different day. <laughs> but I think also should be good to know is that Lightning Labs, the people responsible for the Lightning Network, um, Jack Dorsey owns uh, a nice sized chunk of that. Um, he is an early investor of that, along with Charlie Lee, of course. Um, so we all know that the Lightning Network will be a second layer protocol for Bitcoin. And what's interesting is if Square continues to innovate at this pace and if they can roll out that update that I've been talking about, they could potentially um, change the entire medium to small size business space in the, in the Western Hemisphere for sure and then globally hopefully later on. But um, yeah, I'm super bullish on Square, man. This is getting to be very interesting days. Very interesting days. So I know a lot of people are really hurting right now because they're like, oh, Bitcoin is dead. I think I think uh, that guy Kramer from CNBC came out yesterday and said, oh, Bitcoin's going back to five hundred dollars, a thousand uh, dollars. No, it's not. <laughs> I think uh, what you're seeing is a lot of panic, uh, a lot of panic. A lot of people are scared and they're afraid that um, this is all going to go away. Um, I think I think if I think it'd be different check this out. So the, you can go on YouTube there's several memes that talk about how Bitcoin would look if it was done in the early 90s and it's pretty cool like it shows you know your private wallet and it's really cool stuff like just google Bitcoin 90s and it looks it looks hilarious. But I think what people are forgetting is that a lot of what's being built right now with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and this whole digital payments solution people are forgetting that we already have the infrastructure in place. We have mobile wallets on our phones that are connected to the internet 24-7. We have um, encryption, you know, on a network scale. We have the blockchain. We have a lot of different aspects of this entire infrastructure already built. Um, Some of it good, some of it needs to be reworked and rewired, of course, but for the most part, if you're not invested in Bitcoin at this stage, you are making a big mistake. Um, and I, I don't mean to say that, like, you guys don't already know this, but um, I think it's very important when it comes to times like this, when there's a very shrinkage in the market when, in terms of altcoins, you know, being liquidated and people jumping off ship, you um, Leave some money in Bitcoin. I think I think it's a very smart hedge for the future uh, of, of digital money, um, if nothing else, you know. And uh, I think right now you should be adding to your stack of Bitcoin, um, not only because of what Square is doing. I think that's one small part of it. But there's multiple people like Jack Dorsey who are big believers of Bitcoin becoming uh, a worldwide phenomenon here in the next, you know, five to ten years. And... Um, yeah. It there's you can tell there's some people that want it to be a worldwide currency, which I think it already is. And there's some people that want it to be uh gold, which I think it already is as well too, getting better by by the year. But I think we need to realize that those different battles that are taking place for Bitcoin are only going to add to the ecosystem and <laughs> Kramer of uh, CNBC saying it's going to go to a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars. That's just ridiculous. I think he's he's trying to help his uh, institutional investors out there get uh, get get the price down so they can get on board as well. Yeah, really interesting stuff. Really interesting day, in crypto. Just stuff. See, like this is the stuff I just look on my spare time. Look at the different. Um, and this that's not even some of the things that I was. There is some other stuff that I was looking into that I thought was very interesting. And just real quick to touch on it, um, just to bring it back all together now. <laughs> we all know uh, Stellar was founded by Jed McCaleb. Of course, David Mazaris is a chief scientist of Stellar. He's also the co-founder as well. And of course, we have Joyce Kim too. Um, but uh, if you start looking at their board, if you start looking at who, the, who their board is comprised of, you have some interesting names. You have Patrick Collison. He is the um, early... I guess, co-founder with his brother, John, of Stripe. And that's a $9 billion company. Uh, it's also a payment company. You got Keith Rabras. He is also of the PayPal fame in the likes of Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, Reid Hoffman, Max Lufkin. Um, That's pretty interesting. What's also interesting about Keith is that he is, he was a COO of Square, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, up until the, pu- the company went public in 2015. Uh, but if you keep going, you see that Greg Brockman is on there as well. Uh, he's CTO of Stripe, or former CTO. And then, of course, you have your advisory team, Greg Stein, um, director at Apache Software Foundation, member of Python Software Foundation. Matt Mullenweg, founder of WordPress. Um, Naval Ravkit, founder of AngelList. Renato Lemos, he's a board member of Mozilla Foundation and Sam Altman, president of Wide Combinator. Um, but I think what I'm trying to paint the picture right now is uh, when it comes to the future of digital money, I, I only see maybe three cryptocurrencies, you know, sticking around. I think we're going to have Bitcoin for sure, 100%. I think there is room for there for Litecoin, of course. But I think when everything is said and done, I... I believe XLM is going to have a big purpose in this whole infrastructure that we're building out right now. Um, And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to, you know, see uh, increased price. You know, a lot of people, I think, hold XLM just for its uh, profit that it could be making in the future. Um, When I look at something like, uh, you know, Stellar, I look at its platform. It's going to be connecting banks, payment systems, um, people. And it's going to integrate and move money very quickly, reliably. And it's going to be for very to little, no cost. Um, That's a big, that's a big move. That's a really big move, especially when it's an open protocol. And I think you can't take for granted the fact that it's open, the fact that it's a nonprofit. And the fact that a lot of what they're doing is to help this ecosystem is for getting Bitcoin to succeed, um, I I think if you're holding XLM just for strictly monetary purposes, um, you're probably missing the whole idea behind it. Um, That doesn't mean that it's not going to gain value over time. I feel like it will. I just don't think it is going to gain hundreds of dollars. I don't see – I never see XLM gaining more than – I don't even want to give a number on it because I feel like I'll scare a lot of you. (laughs) But let's just say um, there's no way in my mind do I see XLM ever reaching – 100 to 200 dollars per coin. That's just not going to happen. That's not what it's meant to to be built for. Um, and I could be wrong. I could be entirely wrong. But um, I don't think I am. <laughs> I don't think I am. And I, I, I don't want people to to think that um, that's what uh, Stellar Lumens is trying to do. That's what the Stellar Foundation is trying to do. That's not that's not their goal. It, it was never their goal. Uh, of course, they want their network to be used. That's primarily their goal. They want to help evolve this cryptocurrency market. They want to make payments and distribution of payments and um, mobile money, mobile banking, um, a real thing for everybody. And that's, that's a big task. And I think once we get the entire world on board, I feel like then you'll see the benefits of XLM and realize how it just becomes something as simple as email that everybody uses and doesn't even realize that they're using SMTP. So I hope that makes sense for a lot of you. I don't want to scare you guys off of Stellar. That's not my intentions of this, but my intentions is to reiterate the fact that, um, of what its goal is and where it's going. And um, I think, uh, I think, I think getting ahead of it now is a good way because I feel like a lot of people are are moving over from XRP to XLM, expecting like you know a thousand dollar XLM coin or a two thousand dollar <laughs> XLM coin or even three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollar XLM coin. And I am like, nope, that's not gonna, that's not what's going to happen. That's that's exactly not what's going to happen. Uh, I think you need to remember that what it's trying to do is just trying to become a protocol for payments. And um, once you understand that, it doesn't mean it can't be. You know, doesn't mean in the future that it there can't be like some kind of sidechain or subnet that uh Jed was talking about where it has a Turing complete um computer on there. But um I think those days are you know three, four, five years out. Um and who knows, maybe one day uh, you know, I think once I think what could happen potentially is that you you subscribe to XLM, you, you get on board with it now and you get a vast majority of it. And then whenever there's forks or whenever there's um, another type of um, innovation that happens on there, you can uh, you can know that you're going to be getting a significant amount of coin on there. So I think if you look at it that way, and you, we know how Bitcoin does that now, whenever there's forks, whenever there's anything like that, you automatically get a piece of it for holding Bitcoin. But XLM could potentially do that in the future. So um I think, I think it's the safest bet that you can have in crypto right now besides Bitcoin. And and if you're looking to invest and that's strictly your motive and you're looking for safe bets, I, I don't think it gets any safer than XLM and Bitcoin, honestly. I think Ethereum, if I'm being honest with myself, um, and I'm a little biased to Ethereum because I really love what it's building. I, I like the way Vitalik talks about it as well. But I think if I'm being completely honest with myself, I think it has a lot of of, of things that it could continuously work on. I think that's just going to evolve over time because it's a never ending project, of course. But um, I think when you're looking at a safe bet 10 years down the line, I think XLM Stellar is definitely is going to be one of those, of course, with Bitcoin. So just my quick take on it. Don't mean to scare a lot of you out there. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of tweets and a lot of emails regarding this and uh, further explanation, I'm sure. With that, let's get into our coin talk segment. That's right, we gotta jump into it. It's an interesting day in the markets. Let's do it.
1: It is time. Only crypto, coins, trades, predictions ahead. It is what you spend all day wondering, isn't it? This crypto dream. Only on coin talk.
0: gentlemen boys and girls gather around it's time for coin talk that's right before we do that i've got a couple things to mention i do want to mention our google hangout that we're going to be having on friday here at uh on our patreon so if you guys um would like to jump on the google hangout with car talk to me about all things crypto whatever you want to talk about we'll talk about everything and anything it doesn't matter. Nothing's off the table. <laughs> so we'll talk about everything. If you want to join and be a part of our Google Hangout that we're going to happen, that's going to happen on Friday at uh, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you want to be a part of it, let me know. Sign up for our Telegram or if you're already signed up, go ahead and log into our Telegram. Just let me know. Uh, just put in there, hey, I'm in or I'm down for Google Hangout this Friday, just so I know how many people to uh, expect. Um and uh, I think we're going to have a good time. I don't know. I Last time, I've looked, several times before that we've done it, we've always had a good time. So it's going to be a good time just to hang out, relax, uh, meet the entire community, and uh, be a part of it. So it would be cool if you guys come hang out 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Friday. Um, also want to mention a couple things. Uh, I want to thank, there's been a couple people here recently that have been donating to, through a podcast via cryptocurrency. I just want to say, uh, thank you very much. (laughs) You know, you know, a lot of, a lot of that, uh, happens, um, to be how we pay for most of our, um, you know, um, coin giveaways. So, you know, a lot of everything that you guys are, are sending in um, via crypto, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ether, Stellar, wh- whichever cryptocurrency you guys pick, um, a, a lot of that just gets turned right back to you all. And I you know, distribute it out every month. So I really appreciate the two people that have been sending me. Uh, some ethereum lately um i really appreciate it uh, because i'm bullish on ethereum as well um but yeah if you guys are if there's anybody else out there looking to donate we have links in our show notes i really don't shill this very often just because i feel like if you guys want to donate you'll figure out a way to donate but if you look there in our show notes there's links there to all of the stuff that we support which is you know of course square we have uh square cash that we we support fully on this podcast. I wish they'd become a sponsor. That'd be cool. I would totally I would totally shill some Square <laughs> if, they ever, if uh, they ever came on board and said, hey, we want to be the main sponsor for their podcast. I'd be like, holy shit, really? Yeah, it would be cool. Uh, but no, they're not. But honestly, it's just such a great platform that uh, I feel like it's – I think it's the best, easiest on-ramp to Bitcoin in my opinion. But um, everybody uses their own thing. Some people use, um, you know, Coinbase, of course. But um, I use Square. I I find it to be really easy. And I like the fact that I can withdraw and uh, send amounts from there. And I don't have to wait like, you know, 15 hours or 24 hours. It's just all connected pretty seamlessly. And that's what I like about it. I also want to mention that we have a newsletter because we only have 15 days to the end of the month. So we have a newsletter as well. And our monthly newsletter, we give out crypto for free. That's right. We give out crypto for free every month. Um, usually the first three to five people who respond to the email um, end up receiving it. So if you haven't signed up for our Thriller our thriller podcast, uh, our Thriller Army actually newsletter, then you're doing Thriller podcast wrong. <laughs> you're, you're doing it wrong. You need to sign up for it just so that way you're – think of it as a pool. <laughs> that way you're signed up and whenever, you know, somebody – Let's say, I don't know, let's say uh, tomorrow there's a new token coming out and they want to give Thriller the podcast, you know, every single one of us, a thousand coins of whatever token they're going to be doing. Um, they reach out to me and said, hey, we want to give your community 10,000 coins. We'll divvy that up with all the Thriller Army subscribers on our new email newsletter. So if that ever happens, which there has been people in the past that wanted to do that, but they want me to like do a whole kind of episode around them which i don't feel comfortable about so i've always told them no but if somebody ever just says here's ten thousand to give out to your community this is what this is this is exactly the people that we're going to give out to first all our thriller army subscribers so i would definitely sign up to thriller army newsletter links in the show notes we don't i don't worry about like shilling like you know all this like crap on there because i don't do that it's just one email per month talking about cryptocurrency and giving out free coin With that, let's jump into our disclaimer. Because we gotta play our disclaimer.
1: Let's do it. Remember, Thriller Podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future. Even if he thinks he can, he is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time.
2: All right, let's get into
0: the coin market cap. Let's do it. It, uh, it is 5.33 a.m., August 13th, 2018, Central Standard Time. OK, so interesting enough, very interesting enough, Bitcoin has gone back up. <laughs> and I think people will realize how this is, you know, what they're doing. <laughs> I know I've said this time and time again, and I'm going to say it again just to reiterate. They're driving the price down, folks, on purpose, <laughs> Institutional investors want a bargain bottom price. They are not going to pay one cent more than they have to for Bitcoin. They're going to have to accumulate loads of this, loads of this. They're going to have to accumulate more and more and more and more. Why do you think we keep seeing Bitcoin go even lower? And then we see it get back up within 24, or 15 hours. And it just happens repeatedly over and over this summer, um, ever since we've seen um Different news outlets say that uh, they're going to be building this. They're going to be building that. Uh, JP Morgan's going to do this. You know, Goldman Sachs is going to do that. So, like this is how they build their capital. <laughs> this is how this is how they accumulate Bitcoin. Uh, they they dump it. They buy it back at bottom barrel prices. So. Of course, it was going to go back up. This is why every time I see it at 50, once I start hearing the people say, oh, Bitcoin's dead, or once I start hearing the people say, oh, Bitcoin's dead, it's going to go even lower. That's when I buy it because I'm like, OK, they're giving me a signal that they're trying to scare even more people to dump their Bitcoin. So I'm buying more Bitcoin when that happens, just automatically. It it makes no sense not to. So, of course, I bought at 5800. You know, I bought some more this morning. It's I'm going to continuously buy Bitcoin. Um I'm not going to stop buying Bitcoin. It's going to be something I'm going to accumulate over, you know, maybe once it gets to like the $20,000 range again, maybe that's probably when I'll, you know, hold off a little bit. But right now, being under 10 10 G's, like that's just automatic. Um, So. Yeah, don't, don't let people like you know CNBC convince you that Bitcoin is dead or don't let people that have no business talking about cryptocurrency talking about cryptocurrency and scaring everybody else. Um, there's a lot of people that are moving into this space that have no absolutely no idea what they're talking about in regards to cryptocurrency, in regards to blockchain technology. They haven't been involved in this space. They don't know how it works. They don't know the seasons. They don't know how up and down it goes. They don't know anything. They come from Wall Street. A lot of them come from you know, different backgrounds of the financial sector. And they just don't know how cryptocurrencies markets work. They just don't know how it works. Uh, A lot of them eventually will learn how it works and they will provide great knowledge and, you know, even better uh, key metrics. But at this point, this time, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff where I get my, my ideas and my own analysis from is by reading and watching everything and seeing the whole market cap. I literally, you know, spend a good hour before every show, and look at everything. I go to my daily stuff that I look at, and um, it's 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 this where I come up with what I see as a whole. Most of the time, I like to think I'm right. Of course, the Robot Lady will say that. Don't believe me. I'm wrong. <laughs> but that's her job. Her job is to play the disclaimer. That's what she does. But you know, I think you just need to realize at the end of the day, make your own best decision that you can. Don't let outside influences, especially mainstream CNBC, financial media influence what you're doing in the crypto markets because they have no fucking clue what they're talking about. They really don't. They just got in November. (laughs) They have no idea what they're talking about. Um, Yeah. So just be careful with that. Don't fall into that. And I I feel like a lot of you already know this stuff. But it's just one of these things that I have to reiterate because there's a lot of people because our listenership is going up and it's kind of weird. Like the market's going down, but our listenership's going up. Last year when when, when everything was going up, like the price was going up, our listenership was slowly going up wasn't like over mass like adoption it happened slowly but now i notice throughout the year as the price has gone down our listenership has gone up and that tells me one or two things that tells me either i'm getting better <laughs> which which i don't think i am or it tells me that um that uh people are seeking out more information um more than they did before because i feel like um last year if you were to jump in at this point you would see that there is. There's some there's some information out there, but a lot of it was very new people talking about this stuff. And they had no idea what they were talking about. And what happened to those people is during the summer, they jumped off because the price of the cryptocurrency market jumped off and a lot of them lost interest. And that's why you don't see some of the big YouTubers that you saw last year talking about cryptocurrency anymore. You know, some of the mainstays are still there, but a lot of people have jumped off of theirs. Even some of the podcasts, I, I'll go and look for some that I heard last year and they don't even talk about cryptocurrency anymore <laughs> they turned it into like a gaming podcast or something it's just like wait what <laughs> so that's what i'm trying to say like we've been here i want to say since march march of last year we started on Acre and we kind of went to soundcloud around i don't know what it was august somewhere around there i don't remember what it was but anyways what i'm trying to say is we've been here for a long time uh, i've been in this space for a very long time so you just gotta trust me on some things. If uh, I will never steer you astray, <laughs> you're never gonna hear me say um, buy this shit coin <laughs> called whatever, whatever. Like that's not what I do. Uh, we don't do that. Uh, we never done that. I think in the early days, you could say I did that because I would always promote Cardano and Stellar. If you go back and listen to last year's first season's episodes, you would see like I'm talking about Cardano and Stellar all the time, and and I'm just shilling it, but. Uh, we look at today uh, and I was right. <laughs> so it's kind of one of those things, you know, I feel like back in the old days, that's when I talked about, quote unquote, people would say they were shit coins. But Stellar and Cardano are probably one of the two biggest blockchain projects still in the space. And um, um, so just be aware of that. Um, so if you're ever wondering, like, oh, you know, he, he must be right because he, he saw this shit before a lot of people did. And I did. I saw a lot of this stuff happening before a lot of people did. But that's enough tooting my own horn. But I will say, be careful with the price of Bitcoin. You're going to see it fluctuate. And, you know, what's interesting is I was looking at the whole market cap last year, and it's funny. A lot of people like to compare this year to 2014. I think that's a good metric. I think Tonebase has also said it's you know very similar to 2014. I always thought it looked very similar to 2016, but you know I don't really read charts that well. I'm completely honest with y'all. With y'all, I don't read charts that well. That's not not something that I am um, highly skilled at. I look at everything else. Um, I look at the I look at the technology. I look at what the speed built. I look at the news. I look at uh, just kind of the whole total market cap you know capitalization and look at everything. Everything as a whole, as opposed to just looking at charts and analysis and trajectory lines. Like, that's not my, that's not my, 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 uh, you know, superpower. That's not what I'm good at. Um, so I leave that for everybody else. Um, but what I will say, when I do look at this stuff, I look at the history of it. And if you look at this point last year around this time, you know, on August 15th, you know, the total market cap was at 136. Currently, right now, we're at two, 204. Um, Last year around this time, August saw an increase from the 15th to September, and it increased pretty, pretty, pretty big. It was like 30 billion within the next 15 days. Um, And that that concluded to that concluded back down around September 2nd. That's when it it reached its peak of 159. Uh, It jumped 30 billion and then it crashed back down in like mid-September. So. I've been looking at a lot of this stuff. Everything has been like a week or two off. So just remember that we might be, I'm not saying, like I said, I don't read charts or anything like that. But if you look at the history of crypto that I've been looking at, it looks very similar to what's going on last year. Um, just saying, just be aware of that. If you see another run here, you know, here in the next week or so, that just happens to go on, a, go on a, a tangent up, back up, expect a major dip back in, in September um, and I think we won't for sure be out of the water until around October, so I think October is the next big month that I'm looking at. Um, August has proven to be—I mean, we still we're still halfway through. I think if we see this run, then August will be a successful month, right? I think Ethereum Classic was kind of a letdown on Coinbase, and I think I think we're going to see happen with uh, Stellar or Cardano or Zero X or BAT or. Um, Zcash. I think we're going to have to see how that's going to take place with Coinbase. But I wouldn't expect anything, anything sooner than mid-September on announcement of what's getting added next. Um, So if we're looking at the same metrics that they had last month when Ethereum Classic got announced in June, then it got announced when it was going to get released back in July. Then, of course, it got released in august i think we could see the same kind of thing happen so we should be potentially hearing from coinbase here probably by the end of the month or the first week of september on what coin is going to be added and when so just remember that it's going to happen here in september and that's probably what's going to set us on a liftoff in september and in and leading into october and then from there it's just all sky <laughs> so i think we made it out of the the roughest part of of the uh of how you want to say the crypto winter or whatever for this year um who knows what next year is going to bring but just remember september last year was a very low month as well it it went severely low in september after a major spike towards the end of august of last year so if the trend keeps continuing then maybe we're going to see that very much happen as well too so we'll see we will see we'll be watching and we'll be keeping an eye out on that i just want to make sure that i bring that up because i feel like a lot of people don't necessarily look at that stuff as a whole i feel like the, some crypto traders do look at that stuff on crypto twitter but i feel like most of the people out there um just general people that hold and um And keep uh, cryptocurrency Don't look at that Uh, So we look at Ethereum Ethereum went back up to 283 Up 6% Uh, We got XRP at 28 cents Still kind of down But still up for the day Uh, We got Bitcoin Cash at 514 We got uh, That's up 4% Uh, We got EOS at uh, $4.62 We got Stellar at 22 cents We got Litecoin at 55, $55 We got Cardano at 9 cents We got Monero at $87 We have Tron at one penny we got IOTA at $0.46. Cents. IOTA is a surprising – it's just surprising to me how it's still in the top 20. Um, yeah, just saying. Uh, we got Ethereum Classic at $11.85. And, of course, this is the, the buy price that we had you know, maybe back in June, May, when we were saying to buy Ethereum Classic because it was going to show up on KoiBase next. Uh, There's just so many rumors swelling. Um, so – Just, (laughs) it's funny how it went back to that price. So, you know, right now I think we see Stellar at 20 cents. We see, um, you know, uh, where's the other one? Cardano at 9 cents. We see um, uh, 0x at 69 cents, uh, 4%. We see Bat at 19 cents. Uh, One of these are going to get picked. To Or, of course, Zcash as well. One of these are going to get picked for um, for inclusion on Coinbase's uh, custodial and, of course, their Coinbase Blue app and, and Coinbase Pro, of course. When that happens, you're going to see a, a major spike that's just going to take place, right, over the course of a week. And and then at the end of it all, it's going to die back down to what the price that it is now or similar around there somewhere. So just remember that if you're not holding some of these coins, you're going to miss out on a huge Huge, huge, huge gain amount. So just remember that. Um, That's why I'm, man, I'm super bullish on Bitcoin. Like right now I feel like, I really do feel like I need to just hold more Bitcoin. So I've been accumulating everything on that list that I just talked about. But I feel like lately I've just been accumulating more and more Bitcoin, even more as it's gone down. Because I know, I just know that I'm going to be kicking myself in the future if I don't hold enough Bitcoin. Do you know what I mean? I really do. I really do feel that way. And uh, after everything that I've been reading on Square and after everything that I've been reading on what Jack Dorsey's trying to build for, uh, for Bitcoin, I, I think it's just like a no-brainer to hold as much Bitcoin as you can at this point. And for the most part, everything is up on the market. I think right now a good buy would be 0x. I still feel 0x is going to be the first inclusion on Coinbase. Um, man, it would be, I'd be so disappointed if it was Zcash, just because I feel like we already have enough Zcash everywhere else on Gemini, of course. But it'd just be, it would just be a waste. I think, I think, uh, I think adding Zero X first would be the best way to go, and we would probably see the biggest gains from Zero X personally. I think uh, that would make the most sense here to get the crypto market behind that project, because I think Zero uh, X as a protocol is just going to be something. Some kind of monster, you know. Uh, Decentraland is at six cents. Man, that's such a good buy right there. Gosh, six cents for Decentraland. Anyways, uh, I think that's it for the whole coin market cap. Just wanted to cover some stuff like that. We're at two hundred three billion dollars. So, I do. I think we can get to three hundred billion. You know, maybe two hundred and sixty billion by the end of the week. I don't see why not. I don't see why we can't keep doing this. Go up go back down go up go back down kind of cycle we've been doing it's letting us know when to take profits that's for sure because as soon as you see the the market go back down that's when you can cash out and then wait till it hits bottom what's wait till people start saying oh it's dead everything's dead and that's when you buy back in <laughs> every people want to know when do you know when to sell When do you know when to buy that's when you buy <laughs> that's when you buy and that's when you sell okay with that let's go ahead and get into the end of the show Right. Another great day in crypto land. Love seeing these green candles. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And this is a good time to remember keep your finger on the trigger. <laughs> Get ready to sell at a moment's notice. Because, of course, they're going to dump on us like they always do. Doesn't mean you can't follow them on the way down and buy back in as well. Just as long as you remember to buy Bitcoin and save the entire fucking world. See you tomorrow.
1: This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast, with Carr Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr said, likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go, do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto, and not Car. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time.